Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Let's pop on over to our Hammerhead Hotline. It is March. You have wasted over a billion dollars already in productivity for your company, worrying about your bracket and then watching these games, coming up with the excuses, what you need to do at the end of the week. So we go to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Sean Green to help us uh, find some value in some of these games. Sean, it's always a pleasure, my man, because anytime we have you guys on, the listeners make money. You're very popular around here. Well, thanks, and uh, appreciate you uh, having me on, as always. And, yeah, very fortunate to do uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network for my job. So if I'm not watching the tournament, I'm being <laughs> unproductive. So very, very lucky to be in that uh, in that space. And, yeah, we're out here in uh, Las Vegas doing a, a week of shows uh, at The Win, who's our uh, presenting sponsor. And then we got, we got an awesome contest going as well on our app. It's uh, It's like a March Madness handicapping contest. Uh, first place wins twenty five hundred dollars. Second place gets five hundred dollars. Uh, very easy to do, and and it, you you start out with basically ten thousand credits, and whatever you want to bet on during the entire March Madness, you can uh, picks wise, and then whoever has the most credits at the end of the tourney uh, gets the prize. That's awesome because I know everybody's filling out their brackets and trying to you know like fifteen different one of these things and put them in all kinds of different bracket pools and stuff. So this thing's a little bit different. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, and the bracket pools are certainly fun. I'm, I got like five of them in front of me. I'm, I'm figuring, trying to crack the uh, matrix here. But, yeah, this is fun, too, because, honestly, I've always enjoyed betting more on the individual games. Um, and, and, honestly, that's one of our – we did a whole show, our March Madness betting commandments, like eight, nine, ten things you just got to do. And one of our favorite ones, uh, it, it was an insane run last year is we bet all the first half unders. So even in the first four play-in games and then the entire first round of uh, games as well. So 36 total games last year, uh, it was insane, hit on 79%, 26-7-3. and three. So that is probably a bit of an outlier. But, you know, historically we've been doing this and tracking it since like 2011, and it's, it's very rare that you have a losing year. You know, you, you used the key phrase in there. Our uh, our poll for the day, we were asking, do you call them, are they the first four or are they playing games? I have always been in the, it's a playing game. That's what it started out as to get them in the field of 64. And then I don't know if they felt bad. People were, uh, feelings were hurt. They thought that they were in. So we got to say that they're in. It's the field of 68. But it is the playing games, right? I mean, come on, let's be real. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, 100% playing games. I just call them first four because it's so confusing when you say round one. In my mind, round one yes. is all the games Thursday and Friday. So then what is this, round zero? If they're in the tournament, then what round is it? If that's round one, then Thursday and Friday, you can't say that's round two. That makes no sense. So you're right. Just call them the playing game. There you go. There's four. There's going to be four teams by the time we hit Thursday that are not in the NCAA tournament and cannot hoist banners saying such. That's just that's my philosophy. That's the way it goes. So let's talk about uh, some of these playing games here that we got, uh, which uh, start here tonight. Um, you know, there, there's some bigger names in this one. You know, Rutgers, Notre Dame, Indiana, um, teams that, uh, I'll be honest with you, I can't believe Indiana is really there with what they did in the Big Ten tournament. That's a whole other discussion. Uh, is, is there anything that you're liking out of that first grouping there before we get to the big dance? Well, I do, I do like Indiana, and your point, uh, I think they got kind of uh, screwed here, getting an 11 seed essentially in the play-in uh, tournament. They should have been 
Uh, this should have been Michigan uh, playing this Wyoming team. I do like Indiana. Uh, we gave it out on the show at, at minus three and a half. And again, I liked what I saw of that team in the uh, Big Ten Conference tournament. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, 21st in the nation in defensive efficiency. They've had some quality wins. Um, you know, Wyoming's going to be a tough matchup, and they're no, they're certainly not an easy out. But yeah, I like Indiana laying three and a half for sure. We're talking with uh, Sean Green here on the Hammerhead Hotline, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, getting you ready uh, for all of your March basketball, trying to find some value, trying to find some good picks here. Did anybody get a better draw in this thing than Duke? I mean, I understand why it's Coach K's <laughs> going away party. Um, I think more coaches should just say this is their last year and then just come back and do it again because you're going to get the favorable treatment. I mean, Brady figured that out real quick. Uh, but I mean, but straight up though, I mean, Duke has, this is kind of a, I don't think they should have been a two seed to begin with, but then, I mean, who's standing in their way in the West until they get to Gonzaga? You got to like them going forward, right? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Here's, here's what I'm hoping as a guy who likes to fade Duke, as a guy who is still annoyed that uh buddy Bayheim didn't get a play against them. Cause man, you know, Duke struggled with uh, Syracuse. You know, without Buddy Bayham, I would have loved to see uh, him playing and, and what that game would look like. I, I mean, you know, Coach K loses his last supposed, and I'm with you because I think he's, he very well could pull up Brady, especially if they get knocked out early here. I don't think they lose to Cal State Fullerton. Now, they did uh, lose to Lehigh but uh, years ago, but there, I don't know if there's any C.J. McCollum's on this Cal State Fullerton. I, I, and call me crazy, though, this, as a guy who likes to fade Coach K, if Michigan State can take care of Davidson, now that's, that's no easy feat for them as well. But Michigan State against Duke, I mean, him getting knocked out by Tom Izzo, him losing in the ACC tournament to Virginia Tech, and then him losing his last game against UNC as a, as a Duke hater, that is just a, a tempting scenario. Um, but you're right, as far as their overall path, uh, I do like uh, Texas Tech to give them a run, um, but yeah, not not a uh, not a super tough pass. We go down uh, a little bit further in the bracket here, and uh, you know Purdue gets Yale. Uh, big Purdue people here. Um, I, I I think most Purdue people feel good about that, although. There's been some first round, uh, I'm not going to mention names because it's still too soon here. It's still too fresh in some of Purdue fans' <laughs> minds. But I, I look at this draw, most fans don't want to take on Texas. But then again, you know, Virginia Tech being Virginia Tech is interesting as well. Uh, when you look at that uh, bottom part there of the East, obviously they're going to have to get through Kentucky at one point there. Uh, what do you think about Purdue? Uh, your national guy here, how do you view Purdue? And what do you think Purdue's ceiling is in this tournament? Well, I mean, I, I, I think their ceiling in the tournament is they're certainly, you know, up there in the mix of, of making a crazy run. Um, I mean, usually if you kind of look at, at who has a chance to win it all, it's a team that has uh, top 20 offensive and defensive efficiency in the Kempom rankings. Like uh, Baylor, though, they were just outside that defensively last year and second offensively, 22nd defensively. I mean, again, it would have to be on the back of Jaden Ivey, but certainly if there is a player that could do it, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's that guy. So I think they go as far as, as Jaden Ivey can carry them. And, you know, Kentucky's certainly going to be a handful in that. I mean, honestly, Kentucky is the team I'd like the most in the East. Um, them and UCLA. I do think UCLA, 
Uh, you're talking about a future for them at 30 to one. I think that's pretty interesting. They have a well-balanced team, a, you know, and an experienced team. But yeah, Purdue, I think it's just going it, to. It's essentially how far can uh, Jaden Ivy carry this team? I think if I if I was Purdue fans, I would almost be rooting uh, for Texas uh, more than Virginia Tech because if Virginia Tech gets past Texas, uh, the heat and momentum that Virginia Tech team has, I, I think, would be a tough matchup. Um, but Texas, I think they would be able to take care of. So Purdue, I mean, it, Final Four, certainly not out of the realm of possibility if, if Jaden Ivey uh, has a really strong postseason here. I think if uh, they got Wisconsin's three in the Midwest, it would be so much better. I, I think they really got uh, bruised over here. But, you know, that's neither yeah, here nor I mean, there. I mean, I, you yeah. would think they get a better shot in the Midwest taking on either uh, an LSU team with no Will Wade or, or an Iowa State team after getting past Colgate. I mean, that just seems way, way more appealing to me than what they've got. No, I mean, honestly, like the, uh, the East is, is arguably some of the, the toughest bracket with, with Baylor, UCLA, uh, Kentucky, you know, like even, so, and I mean, UNC is in there. I'm not a big UNC guy, but, you know, even some of the lower seeds are, are tough outs. All right, well, let's go. Give me a couple of, uh, at least in the first round here, give me a couple of Cinderella's that you really like. Everybody loves to look at those, uh, um, you know, five twelve upsets. Uh, everybody, you know, looking for those like maybe like eleven six upset here. What are what are a couple of teams here? I think you think people should keep an eye out on maybe uh, scoop up a surprise here and there. Yeah, you know, they're they're a two point favorite um, in the round one game, but I, you know, I really still like this Providence team. I know they went out in a pretty bad fashion in the Big East tournament, but I I still I love Coach Cooley. I do really like that team. I do like their ability to win close games. Now, I know a lot of, you know, South Dakota State, I think the public is, is going to be all over them. And uh, Providence is actually, if you look at the spread, one of the smallest four seeds historically as a four, uh, as a four seed favorite. So not your traditional Cinderella, but Providence uh, could get on a run here. And uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Providence makes it to the final four. So, I really like that team and their ability to get hot. And I think the fact that they got knocked out in such bad fashion in the Big East tournament has people overlooking them. See, I, I love them. I, every time you turn on one of their games in the last month, it's been a hell of a watch. But I'm, I'm with you here. That, that South Dakota State, I, everybody is talking about how great that they are and how, how much they score and stuff. And immediately when I saw that, I thought, man, I thought we got the shaft. But, boy, Providence felt like really got the shaft on that one there, too. I mean, oh, that's yeah. Just... Providence, yeah. I mean, again, it's, they're two-point favorites, and they're a four seed. So they really have uh, some griping to do with the committee. But, again, that's kind of what um, makes them interesting to me, honestly, is that, like, I think a lot of people are going to be off them, and uh, I think that helps them. All right, give me – who do you have right – I mean, I'm sure maybe you fill out a couple of these things, but who, who do you end up having in your final four? Yeah, no, I really uh, – I, I, and, again, maybe this is a little bit of a, uh, you know, a, a dark horse upset, but uh, I like UCLA's profile. Really, really enjoy UCLA there. Um, for my other final four, put me, uh, put me down for Texas Tech. I think uh, could be the team that gives Duke uh, a handful if Michigan State doesn't take them down, which, again, I love me some, uh, you know, I love me some Tom Izzo late. And, I, and again, Texas Tech, again, maybe get a little too cute having them uh, beat Gonzaga. I, it's always like, when is Gonzaga going to choke? 
Uh, that's the hardest part for me. Um, Villanova, again, I'm, I'm originally from outside of Philly, so it's, you know, uh, it takes a lot for me to go against Jay Wright. I like them. And then in the, uh, you know, in the Midwest, I keep going back and forth because I, uh, the Midwest is the one where I could see uh, a crazy upset happening because Kansas and Auburn is one and two seeds. I, I don't really see it. Um, and, yeah, maybe it just comes down to Providence as the other uh, Final Four, and they, they, uh, they kind of have that Cinderella run. All right. Before I let you go, you mentioned uh, you had those betting commandments and stuff. Everybody's got, like, that little rule of thumb. Like, uh, what is it? Like, there's always at least one, uh, you know, 12-seed win. Um, I, I like this one I got the other day. Since the tournament expanded to 64 teams in 85, no team has ever won the national title after losing its first conference tournament game. So kind of give me that little random factoid there that you constantly rely on year in and year out. What, what's one little betting stat there where you're like, hey, I have to make sure I have this because it's, uh, it's, it's money in the bank? Yeah, you know, a lot of people, uh, to your point, the 5-12 and 12 seed, usually like that one. Uh, although I do like UConn in, in the first round. I think Richmond is the fun um, you know, double-digit dog that gets the outright win uh, against Iowa. But for me, one of the uh, commandments I really like, uh, as we call them, uh, basically underdogs of at least uh, seven points that are off a straight-up win as an underdog again of at least six points have gone 10 and 25 against the spread over the last 35 attempts. So, you know, for this case, it would be a team like Richmond. They get the uh, they get the win over Iowa, and, you know, they're a ten-and-a-half-point dog, and now they're probably catching maybe six points against Providence, assuming Providence moves on. So you'd actually want to fade Richmond there. Essentially, it's a team just pulled off a massive upset in round one. you got to look to fade them round two, especially if they're going to be a dog again. You know, maybe they match up against another Cinderella, and they're not a six-point dog. Um, but, again, if they're a seven-point underdog and they pull out the straight-up straight win – and then there's still a dog of at least six points the next round that's 10 and 25. So you want to fade Oof. that. That's uh, one of my favorite commandments. I love that. That is, that's good stuff right there. The Sports Gambling Podcast, they have an app. You can get in on this uh, very unique bracket challenge here where instead of trying to you know, pick winners here, you, you are, uh, you're, you're handicapping here. It's just like betting on single games. It's very, very cool. A lot of money at stake for that as well. And uh, if you've been listening to Sean here and going, well, this is all a lot of good information, where do I get more? I mean, you guys got a, a tremendous slate of shows, everything from, again, college basketball, golf gambling on there. And where's, oh, is the USFL gambling podcast up and running yet? Am I good to go there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We actually, uh, we were one of the leaders in the USFL draft coverage. Got a lot of the first-round takes uh, on the show. So, again, there's going to be USFL lines. If there's lines on the sport, we will be talking about it. We'll be giving out picks for free. Again, uh, just type SGPN in your uh, app uh, store there and uh, get you hooked up. Tons of free picks, tons of free podcasts. It's all free, and uh, let it ride. I love it. I use it all the time. It's uh, It makes me money. It can make you money as well. I promise you that. Sean, always uh, great to have you on the program, man. Real thankful to be able to do that, especially with such a busy week, man. Enjoy Vegas. Leave some of that for me for next week, all right, man? <laughs> I will.